0: So I am going to tell you how you can get more done in less time, like I did, so that you can have a life outside of work. How did I reduce overtime by 40%? How did I transform a group of competitive females into a high-functioning team and manage to complete all of our work during work hours? I implemented what I now call as care leadership. I communicated with my team. I listened to my team. I reassured my team and I used empathy. I'm going to go through these components in detail now. When I say communicate, I mean communicate often, frequently, at least once a day, hopefully twice a day with each person. Honestly, tell them what you know and what you don't know. There were things that I wanted to change, but I didn't have the permission to change them, or I was fighting to get the permission, and I let my team know. By telling them, honestly, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to do everything I can to make it happen.
1: Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. We have Jill Hunter. All right. And so Jill She is someone who throughout her career, she noticed that management, because increasing concern was numbers, they are tougher on all of us, right? Like if you think about our performance report on the yearly basis, but treating employees as replaceable, as a will is wrong. And she really think about in healthcare profession, leading with the same empathy that they use with patients, then the number of care for ourselves will increase will elevate. So Jill showed her theory during her tenure as a director of pharmacy, and it truly can work to lead with empathy. And in order to help other people to improve their work environment in healthcare, and she found Level, her company, which is called Up Level to Lead. And she coaches healthcare professionals to show them how to lead with empathy but not numbers. So Jill, thank you so much for being here.
0: Sabrina, thank you. Okay, so I want to talk about my dream job, which was becoming the director of pharmacy. So I had worked retail pharmacy, long-term care pharmacy, and I had the opportunity to become a director of pharmacy in a 503B pharmacy. So this was a dream job because no more 24-hour pharmacy, no more phone calls at 11 p.m., no insurances to deal with, no patients. That's good and bad, but you know what I'm talking about. And I was going to be taking over a well-oiled machine, meaning they wanted me to be able to grow this business because a 503B pharmacy is new and really ramp up the volume over the next 18 months. Other people had refused to take the position because they were scared of the growth. I'm not scared of growth. I've worked in situations where we acquired pharmacies overnight. So it was not scary to me. Started my first week and it was great. But at the end of the week, I realized, you know what? Every day we left at 7 p.m. The hours were supposed to be 7.30 to 4. There's no second shift. There's no third shift. Why was the team leaving so late? So I asked someone, I asked one of my technicians and I said, you know, were you just trying to impress me? And everyone's kind of staying late. And I know the techs are getting overtime to stay late, not the pharmacist. What's what's going on? She said, no, this is the way it's been for six months. Like, what? You've been working two to three hours of overtime a day for six months? She said, yes. And I don't see an end to it. Like, okay, they are not ready for me to put Gasoline on this fire because we will be right in burnout faster than you could say the word burnout. So I spent the next week trying to figure out what I needed to do to make this a well oiled machine, which we weren't at this point. What I figured out is that we have a group of highly competitive females. I didn't mention that all of my technicians at this point were females and they were fighting with each other over basic resources like trying to print labels to make fill the prescriptions, you know, put on the medications. They were fighting for calculators to do calculations on what they needed to do for the next day. It was an awful environment. I'm like, I know we need to be able to ramp up volume quickly. There's got to be a way to fix this. So I did figure it out. 45 days in, I was scheduled to go on vacation for 10 days. I booked this vacation before I even knew this job existed. They allowed me to go on my vacation, and my fear was that all the progress we made in that 45 days was going to go away and that we were going to lose ground because at this point, instead of leaving at 7 o'clock at night, we were leaving between 4.30 and 5, which I considered a win because we were getting it done, and it was working. I was afraid that it was more because of me being there not in an egotistical way, but just that I was a catalyst to kind of make things work. And without me, it was going to fall apart and it really wasn't sustainable and that I hadn't impacted or changed the culture. So those were my worries. And I went away for 10 days and I came back and they said, oh yeah, we left between four and 4.30 every day while you were gone. I thought they were lying to me, honestly. <laughs> I did until I went to do payroll and I realized that they really did punch out between four and four thirty. And so that was the happy ending to all of this. So I'm thinking some of you are wondering, what did I do? Yes, I have a background in operations, but that's not how I solved this problem. I solved this through leadership. Okay. So I am gonna tell you how you can get more done in less time, like I did, so that you can have a life outside of work. How did I reduce overtime by 40%? How did I transform a group of competitive females into a high functioning team and manage to complete all of our work during work hours? I implemented what I now call as care leadership. I communicated with my team. I listened to my team. I reassured my team and I used empathy. I'm gonna go through these components in detail now. When I say communicate, I mean communicate often, frequently, at least once a day, hopefully twice a day with each person, honestly, tell them what you know and what you don't know. There were things that I wanted to change, but I didn't have the permission to change them or I was fighting to get the permission and I let my team know. By telling them, honestly, this is what I want to do and I'm gonna do everything I can to make it happen, they got behind me and they valued what I could do for them. And I wanna say, you need to communicate from the heart. You need to open yourself up and be a little vulnerable. And that is hard as a healthcare professional. We learn to compartmentalize. We learn to keep the pain away from the bad news that we're delivering to patients. The things that we do are keeping us safe, but not allowing us to connect to our employees. The way that you're really going to make a difference in your business, in your personal life, and in your employees' business and personal life in their career path is to connect on a deeper level with them. And I want you to connect with each and every one of them, not just the high performing ones. The low performing ones are low performing or their numbers aren't great because they're disengaged. And whose job is it to engage them? It's yours. And I want you to do that. I want you to get to know them because they need to get to know you just a little bit. You don't have to open everything up. You don't have to tell them about certain areas of your life. But I do want you to connect with them because when they connect with you, then they're going to want to help you. They're going to want to put that extra effort in because newsflash here is that most people are coming to work every day. They're putting in their time and they're giving it what they call 100%. But in their heart, they know they could give a little bit more. It's your job as a leader to get that little bit more out of them, not in a manipulative way, in a good way. You really want them to dig in and to give more every day. Some of you are introverts. And I'm going to say probably 50% of you on this call are introverts. And I want to say I've put together a free guide to help you get over this. I put together 101 questions that you can download so that you can ask questions to your employees. They're broken into 10 categories You can take one from three different categories and talk to three people in the same day and try and have a little bit of connection. And you need to get to know people and talk about the audible piece. And this is where I want you to ask that question. And then, as the gentleman has, shut up, let them talk. You, as a leader, are often giving orders I need this, I need that, help me here, do this, thank you, whatever. But you're not always listening to what your staff is saying. So I want you to ask the questions, let them talk, keep them going, keep them engaged, but let them talk for five minutes and do that with three people. And the next day with another three people until you've gone through your whole staff and then keep repeating it until one day you're gonna have a breakthrough with someone. And then you're gonna know what I'm talking about. Because when you have that breakthrough, that person's gonna do so much more for you because they now feel connected to you. I also want you to listen to their concerns. Recently with COVID, it was an issue where the managers were trying to get more PPE. And we all know this is real, is that the supply chain was broken and you couldn't buy more PPE. And it was silence. And managers weren't talking to their staff saying, listen, I've placed orders. We've got five vendors. I've got POs open with all of them. And I'm waiting for a shipment to come in we have to make do with what we have. All you needed to do was was have that simple conversation, being open and honest, not dismissing their concerns, listen to them. The other thing you can do is listen to their dreams and their wishes. And the dreams and the wishes are, if you can make any of their dreams come true, you're a hero forever. So what you want to do is ask them, where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in a year? If they want to work into a management position, then fine. When the shift supervisor is on vacation, let them step in and be a supervisor for a week. Do something to show them that you listen to them and that you're willing to spend time developing and training them. And they're going to love you for it. The next thing I want you to do is to reassure your staff that they are valued, that they're an asset, that you appreciate them. So I don't know how many Scrabble players we have here. I'm thinking that due to COVID, some people may have pulled their old Scrabble games out of the closets and started playing that with their families. The words thank you are not the cheapest words on a Scrabble board, but they are completely free to use at work. And I want you to say thank you to three people tomorrow that you work with. And it could be a thank you. Okay, you knock a cup of coffee over on the counter, and someone helps you clean it up. All you have to do is say thank you. The end of the day, someone helped handle a patient who was having a meltdown because of whatever. You can say, thank you for helping Mrs. So-and-so. I think she really appreciated you. And you you went above and beyond to do that. Or just a simple thank you. It goes a long way. And once they realize that it's not lip service and that you really mean thank you, so you say thank you and then smile and pause, look them in the eye, and then you can walk away. Just take that extra 10 seconds and it means so much to people. And I want you to really make sure that the people who may have been seen as bottom performers know that they are valued. Find something that they do each day that was great. And try and re engage them. It's your job as a leader to give them love and to train them and help them become a better person and become a better employee. The last part of the care leadership is for empathy. And I put a picture here of someone who seems to have a split personality. And we force that on our employees all the time. We force them to choose between being a human or being an employee. And I know. That almost everyone is going to choose their family first and their job second. And don't put people in that position. You need to lead with empathy. i going to tell you a quick story. One of my employees, when I was a director of pharmacy, came in and he said, Jill, I need to take my break with my lunch because I need to make a couple phone calls. I said, is everything okay? He said, no, my house was broken into last night. I said, your house? And he lives in a not great part of Boston and I know he lives there with his daughter who's, she's in her 20s. And I said, is your house safe today? Like, he says, well, I need to do the police report and spend time with the police and, and go over everything. They came last night, but there's more. i what are you doing here? I said, you need to go home. You need to make sure your house is safe. You've talked to the insurance company, talk to the police, and come back when it's all taken care of if you're not going to be in tomorrow, just let me know. He says, but you needed me today. I said, I don't care. I'll cover for you. I will do your job. If I can't find someone else who can, because you need to take care of you first. And he came to me about a week later. And he said, Jill, I cannot believe what it's like, what it was like to have you tell me it was okay to go home. He says, I've never had a boss like that. He says, it means so much to me. So What you get is loyalty. When you are empathetic with your employees, you increase the employee engagement, you decrease turnover, you increase the productivity on the team, and you make your place of work a place where everyone wants to come to work every day. So I'd love for you to come and join my Facebook group, which is Lead with Empathy. I'm on LinkedIn every day. You can reach out to my website, you can call me, text me on my my phone there, or send me an email. And I want to say thank you for listening today.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jill. You know, I think it's really key that we always have to think about All of us are technically in a leadership position. If you're dealing with anybody technically, right? If you have a small project, you're already leading because you're the one who has to gather thoughts together and be able to present to someone else. And you're a leader when you are someone who do have a team like you. And you are a leader, of course, working in an organization. But even as healthpreneurs out there, even a solopreneur, you're still a leader because you need to know how to delegate sometimes as well to hire freelancers to help you to, let's say Marilena mentioned a website or landing page, build up a list for yourself. How do you even create the 101 quiz, right? I dropped that link in our community as well. All these little things we need to be able to learn how to do our best, ourself in the high level so we can produce for other people but not stress ourselves thin and let other people who are really good at other things to do their job because everyone is a genius in their own self right so i love it all right my friend how did you love this episode make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups for slash. Powerful Passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both